there and welcome to episode number 97 of the BBB podcast. So today I am actually trialing something a little bit different. I think I said that last week, (laughs) but I'm thinking about creating a regular slot in the seasons for a show on book reviews. I'm actually really excited to do this because I think it's great fun to really break apart a book and see how it sits with different people. So today I actually have one all ready to rock for you. Now, feedback is a gift so do please let me know if you enjoy this format and even better it would be awesome if you would like to suggest a book and we can even see about fitting that in on the next season. Alrighty so today you'll hear my good friend Donna and I discuss a book and you'll hear what it is shortly. I really really enjoyed this chat and well done to Donna who did an awesome job of putting her point across. So yeah if you do enjoy this format send your book suggestions along to info at karenmcclintock.co.uk. Today on the show we are completely changing up the format because you know a shift in the norm is always fun. Today is going to actually be a book review show and if this goes well there may even be more of the same so I'm quite excited to get stuck in. Now who better to do something like this this with than a friend. Today I'll be talking to my good friend Donna Lennon who I have known for over 10 years now. We're always trying to better ourselves, think a little bit deeper and we do enjoy reading our factual books on self-development. So today we're going to review a book for you that we've both read quite recently. So before I launch in any further, Donna, welcome to the show. Hi Karen, how are you? I am fabulous, how are you? I'm good, yeah, yeah, great. Are you excited? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Happy days. So before we start, I read actually something recently that there is a big difference between a book review and a book report with a review being with the premise of discussing the strengths and weaknesses of the book. So hopefully we can sort of do a bit of that as we go rather than just spilling out what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the book of yeah. So the book of choice today is the Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Personally, I didn't actually know an awful lot about this book. Uh, it was recommended on a podcast that I listened to, and I'm really bad at kind of adding in all these books to my wish list on Amazon. But for some reason, this one just jumped out at me, and I wanted to get stuck in and and read it. So just to tee the book up a little bit, I'll read the extract from Amazon about it. Michael A. Singer tells the extraordinary story of what happened when, after a deep spiritual awakening, he decided to let go of his personal preferences and simply let life call the shots. As Singer takes you on his great experiment journey into his life's perfection, the events that transpire will both challenge your deepest assumptions about life and inspire you to look at your own life in a radically different way. So obviously, as the title suggests, Michael is surrendering to many aspects in his life. And we'll get into that later. But to help you as listeners understand the story a little bit, I'll give you a brief overview of what I'm taking from it. And maybe Donna can chime in with anything I leave out. <laughs> so this whole experiment started when Michael began to become very perturbed by the persistent chatter in his head of what you might call his inner voice. He couldn't silence it and it was taking over his life. He became really obsessed with it. And once he was aware of it, he realised he was watching that voice from afar. It wasn't really him, but he longed for it to stop. I'm hoping I'm I'm depicting this correctly here. To help alleviate the strain of all this, he began to meditate and practice yoga. Initially finding the whole practice a little bit uncomfortable, but soon he was craving it more and more and wanted to get outside and be in that meditative state. Uh, This brought him complete joy. 
uh, a simple, mostly isolated life was what he craved. However, things were about to change dramatically and not just the once either, many, many times. And you'll get to hear what that is a little bit. He was studying uh, economics at college at the, the time of this shift in his life. So he wasn't completely cutting himself off to the world. What he decided to do was then, he was faced with a decision, a uh, change of direction in his life. He would simply surrender and let life come to him rather than fight it and do what the thinking mind would do. So that's kind of where the story begins. Donna, what do you reckon? How's that summary for the starting point? Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That pretty sums up a lot of what it's about. Yeah. Basically, there was one bit in the in the book where he says that becoming aware of himself, the spiritual awakening that he had, mm-hmm. was a bit like a 3D picture. And how, you know, when you get them 3D pictures and they're kind of like, they come out as something that's like in chaos yes. almost. But once you see it, it's almost like, how did I not see that before? Mm-hmm. And you can't unsee it mm. as well. So a lot of that is that shift in his mindset as to how he is aware of of his mind, which mm-hmm. is quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know just even at the very start, you were totally eye-rolling whenever you read the first line, which was yeah. uh, sitting alone in a six-seater private jet at 40,000 feet is a very yeah. peaceful place. <laughs> I kind of I rolled it because it was just imagining him being like this billionaire and this is like him talking about how he got to this point. I thought, you know, obviously it seemed that he was fan, like Oprah Winfrey's his fan and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking maybe it was a wee bit idealistic mm. and I was kind of when I first read the first couple of first chapter, I would say I wasn't really his fan. But mm. as, as it went on, I actually liked him. Mm. I did I did like form a connection to him, I actually enjoyed what he was talking about. The spirituality thing I think was very, very interesting at the start. Mm. It's funny how you can make a snap judgment in a lot of things and immediately, you know, have an opinion when that is not the whole story. You have to keep with it. Yeah. 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 Mm. So before we move on to the next part, how did you feel after getting through the first few chapters? Well, Jenna? the first few chapters I thought were interesting i thought this guy is obviously i think he was going through a bit of a hard time in his life he had just split up with his wife or something like that and Mm -hmm. and i was imagining him as quite like a young fella he was in his 20s early 20s he was going to university and he was i was kind of imagining him him as being like a little bit of a hippie Mm -hmm. you know just wanting to zone out (laughs) yes and basically just wanting to find himself you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I kind of related to that a wee bit not that I was ever like that but I could relate to his character and who he was at that time and I Mm -hmm. think that solitude him wanting to go away on his own I found that quite interesting that he that he wanted to be you know wanted to get rid of that shatter in his head I suppose this observing like him being able to observe his thoughts Mm. you know and observe the fact that his head was kind of like you know thinking all these things all the time mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's almost like a, a wee bit of the whole the whole buddhist religion and that kind of realization that your head is thinking these things and that observing the thoughts that you have yeah that's halfway the half the battle almost that you're observing that you have these thoughts mm-hmm. so it's almost like it's it was almost like a, a kind of almost buddhist kind of spiritual yeah. That he had too. For for him to even have that awareness, you know, we don't even think like that today. We just kind of 
get on and do but to stop and have the awareness okay what is this voice and what can I do about it we just don't yeah. have that today but I think I'll talk about it later on it's because we're living in a different time but I'll touch upon <laughs> that later I was cert- I certainly felt intrigued because it, it takes a lot for me to stick with a book you know I can very easily quit after one chapter and pick up another one but I was intrigued he made life seem to me effortless well at first anyway and you kind of want a piece of that so you keep reading yeah he he, everything seems he seems to be very something I was just thinking about earlier he seems to be very grateful for everything he's very you know his life seems to be you know a bed of roses at times and it's just like yeah you kind of feel a wee bit like oh yeah here's something else amazing that's just happened to him have you ever watched Forrest Gump you know all the amazing things that happen in Forrest Gump's life funny Uh, I was somebody was talking about that recently and I made a point of wanting to watch it again because I can't remember the story at all but it was like it's it's almost like he's so he's kind of like a, a you know, Forrest Gump is one of these guys. He, he's a bit ignorant. He doesn't really know what's going on. Mm. But his whole life is just one amazing thing after the other. Meeting three different presidents and being part of a war and being part of, you know what I mean? It was yes. just, like, you know, it's just all these things happen to him without him realizing the significance of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you say, gratitude, it's an amazing thing and we do not practice it at all. There's a lot of people talking about it on podcasts and how we should practice it. And we think, yeah, 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 very good. But we don't do it. We just literally don't sit down and think, look, like we're doing a podcast now. There's so many people that wouldn't even be able to do that. You know, we're so privileged with all this technology and just have a discussion over the Internet. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. We just take it all yeah. for granted. Yeah. And he does. He definitely is grateful for everything in his life. It, yeah. Every little thing that he has and every big thing that he has in his life, he seems to be very grateful for it. And if you're not used to that, it's kind of a wee bit jarring. It's a wee bit, oh, you know, he's a bit smug, isn't he? You know, yes. but it's actually, if you think about it, like it's actually quite a nice thing. It's maybe yeah. why all the good things are happening to him. I yeah, know. true. Well, talking about the good things, things did start to challenge him a little bit. And the first thing was, as far as I remember, accepting the offer of teaching a class at his college. Mm. which he was so resistant to he was like this is not for me I just want to go and meditate I don't want to be involved with all this but his class ended up being rammed I think with students and he you know he let go he he carried on with his experiment and you know what what intrigued me was he didn't even plan the lessons he just sat down one day and just started writing (laughs) and that's what he turned up to teach isn't that isn't that kind of randomly (laughs) He said that he went into, he hadn't prepared at all one day and he just went in and all these people were there and <laughs> it just something inside him, this spirit was inside him talking, made yeah. him say all this wonderful <laughs> stuff and all everyone <laughs> thought it was great. And was Drew, just, oh. that, that reminds me of people who say, oh, I didn't revise for my exams and then they come out with an A. <laughs> he, he said exactly the same thing. He did his yeah. PhD and he didn't revise for his PhD. He was sitting meditating in the woods. Yeah. But he did actually, he thought, you know, I'm going in to do this PhD exam, final exams, I better, like, learn something <laughs> the night before. Yeah. So apparently he read a couple of things the night before, and it ended up that they were on the yes. on test paper, and then he passed the flying colours. So, yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of wish that was you. Yeah, I know. But it's, maybe it's because we put up this resistance. We think that's not possible, but what if we just let go? You don't know what's possible. This yeah, is well, definitely that, an experiment. That's true. Yeah, he was saying about you know, just let go of personal preference. Yes. So the fact that he didn't want to do it, he sh- you know, doesn't mean that he shouldn't do it. You know, yes. he should just let go and let life, yes. you know, dictate almost. 
I I heard recently that by the time we reach our 30s, pretty much 90% of how we behave and what we do is all coming from the subconscious mind and you've already learned it and you just don't think, which mm. is pretty fascinating. I don't yeah. know if, because he started all this when he was before 30, so he like decided I'm going to let go and then that his subconscious now operates that way, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it was almost easier for him. He didn't yeah. have, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know what you mean. And then moving on from that, so what he did was, and maybe I'm leaving bits out, but we don't want to tell the whole story. Uh, no. <laughs> he, bought, he bought a lot of land and built his own house on that with the help of a friend. No idea mm. what he was doing. They literally put a house together, which became his temple for meditation. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, temple of the universe it ended up being in the yeah. end. It's it's almost like he, he just wanted to be on his own, but all... But by being on his own and like looking inwardly, people were gravitated towards him. It's like everyone wanted to be around him Yes. in a weird kind of way. Yeah, uh, it's like the old saying, if you turn up as who you want to be, then people just come to you. You don't have to effort at all. No, no. And he, he just like, it's almost like it happened by accident in a way that everything that he ended up with this amazing temple mm-hmm. with hundreds of followers. And then off the back of building that, someone asked him to build a custom house and mm. more of that came his way. And then he ended up with his first company built with love. <laughs> yeah, which was strange. So I suppose he was used to building his own house and fixing things up. And then he got requests from different people to yep. build their houses and then he ended up having his own kind of wee company mm-hmm. did really well i believe didn't it yeah it did uh, and again he was resistant to that he's like i don't want to get involved in this but his experiment has to keep going so he just he gave in and went with it and it did yeah. i think well. the, the thing that he has a lot of in his life generally is a thing like synchronicities yes so the thing he just people he, just randomly showing up at the right time, mm-hmm. and he believed that that was that was like, meant to be, meant to be, and these people showing up at the right time, the right place. Like for example, I think somebody offered him five thousand pound for something, some venture, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be that the thing that he needed to get at one stage was five thousand pounds. So he just That's thought right. that this was wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like this is like this is the universe telling me what i need to do mm-hmm. yes very interesting actually. so if you go against that you're going against the universe and things yeah. may not work out mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 and he went to someone's house at one stage and he seen a picture of a particular um buddhist uh monk isn't yes. that right yes and ended up that that guy came over to his temple mm-hmm. and um and he was able to do a do a, a service with him as well mm-hmm. um, got tons of followers for after that as well yeah 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 don't want to give too much away no though, exactly but. okay well then we'll skip a bit so then he i can't remember how this bit came about but he ended up creating medical software no idea how to code just sat down and made a piece of software to help practitioners in their medical practice <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> and he, well, he was walking past a shop one day and he seen a, a computer. The first That's time right. he had a computer before, wasn't it? And then yes. he took it home and decided to tinker with it. And he must have <laughs> just had that kind of brain where he just wanted to to know everything. Yes. And, and he just learned how to program. I think didn't he do it for his local GP surgery? Asked him to help him with the program. That's right. Says yes, I'll do it. And then he ended up like having a multi-billion-pound medical <laughs> software, <laughs> company, which That's- is nice. Just amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm laughing at that still. Just I'm just gonna sit down and read a, write a piece of software, and then everybody wants it, and people wanted bespoke software, and he was working very very yeah. hard, and they ended up having to hire a massive team to help him roll all this out. Yeah, I think he had like 300 staff by the end, didn't he? Yes, and then all of his sort of premises were on this land as well, all the different buildings, the temple and then his different businesses all around this one piece of land. Huh. And yeah. then he ended up owning WebMD as well, which is like massive. I know, I, you recognise that to this day. Yeah. And this is, this is back in, when did, what year are we talking, are we talking 70s? It started... No, this is the early 2000s. Was oh it? yes, or, that's, yeah. This is the 2000s, because I think he, when he started really learning the computer yes. himself, 80s and then 80s 90s that would have been like late late 80s early 90s he was starting to learn how to program yeah then okay life wasn't all a bed of roses things took a turn for the worse yeah (laughs) and hopefully we're not giving away too much of the story here but he was raided by the police because his software company was getting investigated for fraud although he remained the the fascinating bit about this is because i don't want to go into too much he remained completely at peace knowing that he hadn't done anything wrong to me it just showed an immense strength of character it turns out people were stealing money from within mm. the company and then framing him for it but i don't know what type of person if that was happening to me even if i knew i hadn't done anything wrong the stress would just be immense because it went on for years you know it wasn't like oh yeah we'll just you know arrest him and we'll sort it out in a week it went on for years and years didn't it yeah but i think he had a really good team of lawyers helping him yes and that's another thing he was really grateful for he was grateful for different people showing up and um helping him to like exonerate himself or whatever yes i did like the book was the first three quarters of the book i thought was very spiritual and you know the last quarter of the book it was almost like it was two different books in my opinion the last quarter of the book was him really just defending himself. You could tell he was dying to get that story out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably didn't think it was a whole book on its own, but it almost could have been because it was so jarring to the start of the book. He didn't expect it. Didn't expect it at all. No. no um, so, yeah, no. it was interesting to see how he had changed yeah. in that period in his life, you know. Yeah. So to, to sort of come back around again, what can we take away from this and learn? So I don't, as I said, I didn't want it to be a report. I want it to be, what can, yeah. we, what can we take away and why do we want to read this? So can we learn to surrender to life, take down resistance and just accept what is coming our way? Is that something that you think you could do, Donna? <laughs> I would like to be able to do it, yes. I would like to be able to just say, I think in a way he's right that you need to be a bit selfish yeah. And you have to think about yourself, ultimately, that's the most important thing, and making sure that you're okay. The whole personal preference thing is something that you could, you should maybe try and use within your, you know, within your, li- your life, not dictate how your life goes just because you don't want to do a certain thing at a certain time. Yeah. But I think the synchronicities thing, I, I, I do see a lot of synchronicities in life. Yeah. And I wonder, is it something that's always there or is Mm. it just something that's more noticeable because you're more spiritually aware you know maybe because he is meditating Mm -hmm. he is more attuned to what is going around around him going on around him so or maybe synchronicities happen all the time to everyone but they just don't realize because their head's so cluttered with all the other noise and internal Mm -hmm. noise 
going on in their heads they're, they're not seeing it so yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say you know does mm-hmm. meditation give you this kind of resilient attitude or even mm-hmm. it's not resilience isn't the right word because it doesn't it sounds too harsh it gives you a more sort of gives you that opportunity to take that space between a reaction and a thought and mm-hmm. deciding okay how do i want to deal with this should I just let this be? You know, it's just, yeah. I, meditation has taught me that just to calm down a little bit before you go right in and, and defend. Why are you doing that there? Why is this happening to me? Rah, you know, yeah, the, the, the mindful, compassionate kind of part of you. This actually happened to me the other day. I was walking to work and this woman, she splashed me, you know, whenever somebody goes really fast through a puddle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she completely splashed me. I was so angry. Yeah. And I actually went up and started taking pictures of her car and the registration <laughs> number and everything. Wow, okay. <laughs> but they, I took this picture because I was going to tweet it or put it in Facebook mm-hmm. or something. I don't know that it was annoyed at her. Mm-hmm. But I took this picture of her and at the picture that I had of the front of her car mm-hmm. with the registration, there was, she was sitting in the, in the car and God love her, her face. She looked so depressed and down and yes. she knew, contemplative and i don't think she even realized she splashed me mm-hmm. like i love that did. yeah but i kind of was looking at her like and then i kind of that compassionate like you know because obviously when you go to a lot of mindfulness courses and meditation classes they always talk about compassion being the number one thing absolutely so that yeah that compassion thing kicked in and i kind of looked at her and i thought to myself she's probably had a really bad morning she's probably you know, yes. going to work and she probably hates her work and she's probably <laughs> having a fight with somebody in her work and she's thinking about that and that's why she drove really fast. Yes. Probably, no, but all of a sudden my anger kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I was really wet still, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was still really wet, but I was, my anger just kind of disappeared and I was just like, okay. And then it just kind of went on my day and then, do you know. Yeah. I think if you had a rewind maybe three or four years ago, you wouldn't have been like that. You weren't that person. But look at how much meditation and mindfulness has taught you. You can yeah. basically tell yourself a story about that person. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're having a bad day. It's okay to just, you know, just let it go. And you feel better for it too. I bet you felt more lifted after not being that aggressive kind of tweeter. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then you think like, yeah, because if I just go and be angry and just put this on Facebook and tweet the DVLNA or whoever it is. Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> What are they gonna do? I'm just, you know, there's no point. Yeah, just let, exactly. Just let it go, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then what I think as well about Michael, you know, there was less distractions and anxiety back then, so perhaps it was easier to go for a walk in the park and sit and meditate. Whereas now, it's so damn easy to numb ourselves in other ways, like distract yeah. yourself with Netflix, social media, YouTube, and you do not. And you know, I always talk about this. You don't feel the feels because you're able to just switch off. But it just makes yeah. you worse and worse and, and uh, even less able to deal with issues whenever they come up because you're avoiding them. Yeah, well, what happens is pe- the internal chatter is always in your head still. Yeah. But some people, instead of listening to it and understanding what is the internal chatter, mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll distract themselves from mm-hmm. it even more with other things. Yeah. So they'll maybe distract themselves with alcohol or drugs or um, eating too much or going out and I don't know I, I, going on the internet for 50 hours a day or whatever I know. Do you know else is distracting from the internal noise in the head rather than mm-hmm. just listening to it and trying to understand what it is and letting it go mm-hmm. I suppose 
I think like most things, it's about having the awareness. So now that we've read this book and anybody listening, you now have this awareness out there so you can experiment. You might you might say, I could never do that. I can't I can't release like that. But now you're aware, you know, there's a possibility to, to experiment with experimenting experimenting with surrender mm-hmm. the next time a challenge comes your way. You know, you most definitely comply with it and see what happens and see if letting go of the resistance will help deal with the situation yeah mm-hmm. i think it's fun to experiment i'm gonna we're gonna call we're gonna hold each other accountable donna we're gonna try and experiment yeah. <laughs> resisting yeah, yeah. Oh. let go let go of the resistance <laughs> let go of the flow <laughs> yeah flow there is maybe i don't know is there a there's a path already written out for you and it's just a matter of you going through the motions. i was gonna ask you that do you believe that your path is mapped out for you I don't know, actually. Um, I, it's kind of scary if it is, on a way, isn't it? Yeah. What do you? Uh, ask me. Maybe five years ago, I would have said, "No, you make your own path." Yeah. But nobody knows. We're all winging it. <laughs> yeah. I say, choose the path that makes you feel best, and that's mm. all you can do. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't choose yeah. the struggle if you don't have to. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Choose. Choose what makes you calm and happy yeah. yeah it's all you know it's all very easy to agree and it might be a good idea but putting stuff like this into practice is damn hard you know life happens so fast at night whenever you sort of reflect on your day you might think oh why i should have gone to that least resistance place that i was talking about but it just doesn't yeah. happen yeah just life gets in the way doesn't yeah. it <laughs> but then as i said this is where meditation comes in it does and i've said i said to adam when i was talking on the last show that the the benefit of meditation doesn't show up and like you maybe noticed with that lady it doesn't show up for a long time and then you when you look back you go oh yeah I took my time a bit there and you don't realize that that is down to the fact you've built in a practice a meditation practice that you're doing regularly yeah so meditation it's like going to the gym it's not something that's going to be automatic it is something that you have to do over and over mm-hmm. and mindfulness is the same thing it's just something that takes a long time to to do but eventually yeah. You start seeing the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And they're not big major things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not don't have to be. Major, it's not a big major elation or anything like that. It's just like little things that just don't seem to annoy you as much yeah, anymore. Yeah, for sure. So guys, I think we've filled your ears enough with this review by Michael A. Singer, The Surrender Experiment. So if you want to check it out, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But I enjoyed it and I think Donna did as well. Yes, I did. Uh, and I was actually thinking about downloading or starting to read The Untethered Soul, which is his other book. Did it come uh, first, was it? It came first, yeah. So it might be more like the start of the book, I'm thinking. It might be a bit more spiritual. Mm-hmm. So if you're into more spiritual kind of readings, that might be a better. Yeah, for sure. Than- yeah Mm -hmm. and as always i ask this question and i can't leave you out donna if you could give our listeners one final thought today one donna nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be i would say just try to make i would say you know you you were talking about the four pillars of health and how Mm -hmm. important it is i would say don't concentrate just on food don't Mm -hmm. concentrate just on exercise concentrate on everything concentrate on food exercise sleep and mindfulness and have all four because if you've one of them that's off balance Mm -hmm. you're not gonna see the rewards of getting fitter Uh, and mindfulness is really important for it because i think if anything it's probably how your mind is is probably one of the most important thing yeah to be honest absolutely 
if you sort your mind out first even then all the other ones will kind of fall into place you know perfect awesome well thank you very much donna that was all i really enjoyed that and it absolutely flew in i hope everybody else enjoyed it as well thank you you're welcome